Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and also be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Check out my new show, the Classy Comics Podcast, at classycomicsguy.com. At that website, we are looking for truly enjoyable classy comics There are a lot of bad ones out there. That's not our focus. We're investigating titles, both old and new, that can be classified as classy comics. Check it out, classycomicsguy.com. I've had a lot of fun uh, recording various episodes. I just recorded, it'll be a few months till it airs, a few weeks I should say. Uh, But we'll be reviewing... Around 30 Batman team-ups from the 1970s. It'd be a lot of fun. That's ClassyComicsGuy.com. Well, after the end of the 13-week series, ABC decided not to bring Superman back in prime time. However, they were interested in running it as a juvenile program with twice-weekly airing. However, their budget was considerably less. They needed all of the stars of the program to agree to work for a union scale. The acting equivalent of minimum wage. And so Bud Collier, Jackie Kelk, who played Jimmy Olsen, and announcer and the voice of Beanie Martin, Jackson Beck, were all done. Joan Alexander did return as Lois Lane. No one knows if Julian Noah returned as Perry White. We only have one episode available, and it didn't feature Perry. The decision by Collier, Kelk, and Beck to leave was understandable. In many ways, I think the signposts were there that this was really the end of the road for Superman. And they probably sensed that continuing the series at this point was just more, you know, trying to prop things up and push things far beyond the natural lifespan. And they had great opportunities that were beckoning them, particularly Mr. Collier on television. For Superman, they got Michael Fitzmaurice. For the announcer, they got Ross Martin of Wild Wild West fame, who went on to have a pretty good career. Now, we only have one episode, and I wish we could play it as Thanksgiving, because they went to pains to make it a uh, Thanksgiving episode. The title is The Story of Marina Baum. The original air date is November the 23rd, 1950. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Superman in a moment. Stay tuned. Well, boys and girls, how did it go today? Have you had your big dinner yet, or will it come tonight? I guess most Thanksgiving feasts are held in the afternoon, aren't they? Everybody seems to eat so much that it takes them hours to recover. But that's one of the wonderful things about Thanksgiving, just as one of the wonderful things about our country is the ability to furnish all the good things to to eat and wear and play with and live with. Say, I just thought of something. If the Pilgrim Fathers gave the first thanks for the little that they had, we have so much more reason to give thanks today for all that they and those who followed them have created in this wonderful country of ours. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. The Adventures of Superman. 
When the planet Krypton, the home of a race of supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy grown to manhood is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. Join with us now on ABC as Superman fights against the insidious forces of rumor and suspicion in the transcribed story of Marina Baum. Our scene is Clark Kent's private office at the Metropolis Daily Planet, where we find the mild-mannered reporter, whom we know as Superman, working on a story. Suddenly, he frowns, stops pecking on his typewriter, then almost angrily rips out the sheet of paper and runs his hand despairingly through his hair. Oh, hang it all. What's the matter with me? I can't write a word today. The girl's life is a perfect... Oh, nuts. Hello. Hello, Mr. Kent. Yes, speaking. This is Mrs. Olsen. Who? Mrs. Olsen, Jimmy's mother. Oh, of course. Mr. Kent, could you come over to our house right away? Well... It's about Jimmy. He's in trouble. What do you mean, in trouble? Well, he got into a fight this afternoon. He beat up another boy. Jim did? Yes. I can't explain over the phone, Mr. Kent, but please... Please come over and talk to him. There's no telling what he'll do next. Jim Olsen in serious trouble in this latest Superman adventure. Keep listening. And now to continue the adventures of Superman and the story... Of Marina Baum. In response to a sudden urgent summons from cub reporter Jim Olson's mother, Clark Kent is about to leave his office at the Daily Planet when he is interrupted by a knock at the door. Yes? Mr. Kent? Mr. Clark Kent? Yes? Mr. Kent, I, I would like very much to speak with you. I'm sorry, I was just leaving, Miss... Uh, Miss... Baum. Marina Baum. Well, you see, Miss Baum... Bob, why, why, you're the girl who... Jimmy has told you of me. Jimmy? Why, no, do you know Jim? Yes, that's why I've come to you. Mr. Kent, you must help him. He's in grave trouble. I know. I was just on my way over to his house, as a matter of fact. Suppose you tell me what it's all about. Me. You? Yes. You see, Jimmy and I have become very good friends. We live near to each other. I was adopted by a family that lives a couple of blocks away from him. Oh. Mr. Kent, this afternoon we... We were taking a walk, as we have done quite often. And we met a boy who... who said some very cruel things to me. Such as? He said, why don't I go back where I came from? Oh. And people like me are not wanted here in America. That is not true, is it, Mr. Kent? Of course not. I suppose Jim took over then? Yes. He was wonderful, but... it... it was very horrible. Jimmy beat him unmercifully. Oh, I can imagine. So badly that the boy had to go to the hospital. His father and mother said they were going to call the police. <laughs> Mr. Kent, what will we do? First, we're going to see Jim. And then we'll start educating a few people. Mr. Kent, I, I 
don't think I should have come with you. Why not, Marina? I'm sure Jim would like to see you. Yes, but his mother... Oh, yes? Good evening, Mrs. Olsen. Oh, Mr. Kent, I'm so glad you're here. Come in. Thank you. Go ahead, Marina. Yes, Mr. Kent. Good evening, Marina. Good evening, Mrs. Olsen. I didn't expect to see you here. Marina came to my office and told me what happened, Mrs. Olsen. Oh, she did. So I brought her with me. I knew Jim would want to see her again. Well, I really couldn't say. Where is he, Mrs. Olsen? Upstairs, in his room. Be all right if we go up? Yes, of course, but I think he'd rather speak to you alone, Mr. Kent. Alone? But... Please go to him, Mr. Kent. I understand. All right, Marina, you wait here. We'll be down in a few minutes, and then we'll get everything straightened out. Gosh, am I glad to see you, Mr. Kent. Well, Sir Lockenvar, outside of a black eye, you don't look too much the worse for wear. Oh, I was lucky, I guess, and mad. Too mad to get hurt. You should have heard the awful things he said, Mr. Kent, to a nice girl like Marina. Marina's already told me, Jim. Oh, she did? Yes, she came to my office, and now she's downstairs waiting to see you. Downstairs? Is is my mother down there with her? Uh-huh. Oh, jeepers. Well, what's the matter, Jim? Well, we better go down right away, Mr. Kent. Why? I thought you'd want to tell me your side of the fight. Well, and, I'd... and I'd like the name of the other boy. I want to have a little talk with him. Oh, he, he doesn't matter anymore, Mr. Kent. Well, what do you mean, Jim? Of course he does Please, might... Mr. Kent, he doesn't. Honest, he doesn't. Jim, I'm afraid I don't understand. Well, that that's all over. Gosh, I I don't even know how to say it. it it's Mom. Yes? I haven't spoken to her in almost two days. What? Yeah. She said it it wouldn't be advisable for me to see Marina again. That she wasn't the sort of girl I should be going around with. Well, did your mother say why? Yeah, she said Marina was different. She wasn't our kind. Then I guess I I answered her back and, well, that's where I got into that fight this afternoon. Of course, Jim. You had to let off steam. How's it going to end, Mr. Kent? I don't know. Come on downstairs. But... Come on. I'm going to have a talk with your mother. Yeah, I guess so. Well, where's Marina, Mrs. Olsen? Marina? Yes. Why, she left a few minutes ago. Why? Well, she really didn't feel comfortable here, Jim. She she must have realized she was out of place. What do you mean, out of place? Oh, Jim, it's one of those things you'll understand when you're older. But, yes. Mom... Jim, why don't you go out for a walk? Huh? The air will do you good. Well, I don't think it would be advisable after what happened this afternoon. Perhaps you'd better stay in, Jim. I'm sorry, Mom. i got to go. I'll see you later. Right, Jim. Really, Mr. Kent, I, I must say I don't think you acted very wisely. In suggesting that Jim take a walk? Yes. Why shouldn't he? Are you afraid he'll meet his girl, Marina? I don't think advisable for you to refer to her that way. You don't think a lot of things are advisable, do you, Mrs. Olsen? Mr. Kent, surely you understand the circumstances. Marina isn't the right kind of girl for Jim. Because she speaks with an accent? Well, you, you might say that, yes. And because she worships differently? After all, it isn't my business what her religion is. Don't mistake me, I'm a great believer in tolerance, Mr. Kent. Mrs. Olson, you might just as well admit that you don't like Marina's religion and be honest about it. Really, Mr. Kent, I'm very tolerant. You just won't understand. I'm afraid you're the one who won't understand, Mrs. Olson. But perhaps you will if I tell you a rather strange story. This is hardly the time for stories. On the contrary, there couldn't be a better time. I tried to write this story earlier this afternoon, but I just couldn't get it to gel. Now I think I can, and I'd appreciate it if you'd listen. 
listening as Clark Kent tells Jim Olsen's mother the story of Marina Baum. And now, back to the adventures of Superman and the story of Marina Baum. It began in a small town called Norizek in Poland, a few miles from the German border. The time was September 1939. Does that mean anything to you, Mrs. Olsen? Why, yes, that's when the Nazis invaded Poland. Uh Uh-huh. Well, about a week before the Panzer Divisions rolled into that helpless country, the blacksmith of Norizek called his daughter Marina to him. Marina? Yes, Mrs. Olsen. The blacksmith's name was Baum. And when he spoke to his daughter, she was frightened. She had never seen him so serious before. Marina, my child, please try to understand what I tell you. Terrible things are happening in this world. People have gone mad, it would seem. They they wish to kill one another. Papa, what are you saying? I do not understand. No. No, of course you don't. You're too young. But I'm afraid you will grow up very quickly and will face much sorrow. Papa! Listen to me, Marinochka. Soon, perhaps in weeks, perhaps even days, the enemy will come. Norozek is very close to the border. We shall be the first to feel that terrible power. You mean the Nazis? Yes, my child. And should the Nazis come before you and Peter can escape, I want you to remember one thing. Yes. Leave Marina. Leave. Protect your little brother. Do anything, everything, only live. Fight as hard as you can. Yes, Papa. Remember, child. No matter what the Nazis do, be strong. You are the future. Keep these words always in your heart, Marina. Trust in God and live. Marina remembered her father's words well. For the very next week, before she and her brother could leave Norizek, the stormtroopers marched in. The blacksmith and his wife fell before them, and Marina and Peter were left orphans, along with 50 other children. One day, they were all lined up in the town square. Then, in charge of a Nazi patrol, were marched out into the country. Fifty children, Mrs. Olsen, in double file, bewildered, lost, frightened, on a march to nowhere. And in the center of the line walked Marina, carrying her brother Peter, and a small knapsack containing bread and milk. Only enough food for the baby. The children marched for hours. They traveled endless miles until their feet blistered and bled in their shoes. And their little legs became stilts of pure agony. But on they struggled, on and on, driven by the menacing shadow of the Nazi guards. Finally, toward evening, the Nazis called a halt and the children sank gratefully in the soft grass bordering the road. Marina's eyes flickered over the landscape watchfully. A few minutes later, she heard a low, throbbing roar. And around a bend in the road, the first heavy trucks of a long German motor convoy roared into view. Marina's eyes brightened, and holding Peter close, she crouched in the grass. As the trucks roared past, she fixed her eyes on the guards, and as they turned to wave at their passing comrades, she called out to the other children, Run! 
Everyone run. They are not watching us run into the woods and hide. Hide. Jumping to her feet, Corina began to run, the other children stumbling along behind her. Suddenly the air rang with shots, but they kept on like young wild animals, charging deep into the underbrush. Shortly, some of the children began to falter, then drop, but Marina kept on, clutching Peter to her frail body, driven by the distant howling of an unleashed pack of dogs. Now Marina was alone in the woods, alone with the night and the terrible sound of the dogs coming closer and closer. When at last it seemed that there could be no hope, she saw a silvery gleam of water ahead. It was a small forest lake, and without hesitation, she plunged in. Holding the baby high on her shoulder, she waded out as far as she could, making certain Peter's face stayed above the water. And as the dogs approached, she pushed the last bottle of milk in the baby's mouth to keep him quiet and prayed. But now Peter was soaked. He needed dry clothes, warmth, and rest. So the girl continued into the forest until she saw a light gleaming through the trees. A few minutes later, she and her brother were inside the small, comfortable hut of an elderly woodcutter. Well, my child, I wish I could keep you here, but I cannot. The Nazis will come soon enough. They do not like us either. And then, uh, you must know what will happen. Oh, Peter and I, we will go on. We will find a place. There is a place not very far from here where you will find shelter, where you and your brother will will always be taken care of. There is? Yes. It is a convent. Oh, a convent? Yes, where the kind sisters live. Oh, there are many children like you in the convent. But I... I cannot go there. Why not? They are... They are different. Oh, I do not think you will find them so. They do not live the way we do. They do not believe the same way. My child, what difference which way they live or believe? They are good people. Ah, rest now. I will take you there in the morning. left the two homeless youngsters in the care of the mother superior at the convent. Marina, why do you stand there and stare at me? I... I am sorry. Are you afraid, Marina? Yes. We are not going to hurt you, my child. We want to take care of you. Do you believe me? Yes. You may stay with us as long as it is safe. And then, if it becomes too dangerous, we will see that you are taken elsewhere, to another place of refuge. That is very kind of you. Dear, you are afraid. Yes. Marina. Would you like to pray? Here? Here. I... I cannot... I do not know how you... Pray in your own manner, my child. But I... I thought I... I thought I... 
cow. Come, Marina. We will thank God for your coming here. Together. And that, really, is the end of the story, Mrs. Olson. Marina and her little brother Peter were taken care of by the mother superior and the sisters at the convent. And through the war years were shifted from place to place, always in the care of the sisters, until a few months ago, when she was adopted by the Polish family down the street. Oh, the poor child, what she's been through. Yes, but she's learned one thing, Mrs. Olson, that no one is different. Now, don't you think you could learn the same? Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent! Oh, yes, Jim, what is it? What's the matter, Jimmy? Marina, she's gone. What? Oh, she never went home. I've been looking all over for her. But she's gone. What has happened to Marina? We'll be back in a moment with the answer. So keep listening. And now back to the adventures of Superman and the climax of The Story of Marina Baum. Up, up and away! When Jim Olsen suddenly came home with the startling news that Marina Baum had disappeared, Clark Kent hurriedly excused himself and, resuming his true guise of Superman, rocketed up into the night sky over Metropolis to begin an intensive search for the young girl. Meanwhile, in the Olsen living room, Jim and his mother wait in anxious silence. Mrs. Olsen tries to catch her son's eye, but without success. Finally, she says... Jimmy. Yeah? Look at me, Jim. Well? I... I'm sorry. Isn't it kind of late for that? Oh, Mom, I... I didn't mean to say that. Of course you didn't, Jim. Mr. Kent has shown me how wrong I've been, and if he finds Marina, I promise you she'll always be welcome here. Oh, golly, Mama. I knew you'd see things right. I knew you'd understand. I only hope it isn't too late. Wait a minute. That sounds like... It is. It's Superman. Hello, Jim. Cheaper Superman. Did Mr. Kent call you? Did he tell you about Marina? Yes, Jim. I know all about it. Are you going to help find her? I have found her, Jim. You have? Oh, thank goodness. Well, where is she? Coming up the porch steps right now. What? She's with a friend of hers. Well, Jim, don't just stand there. Let them in. Oh, golly, sure. Sure. Oh, Superman, is she all right? Quite all right. She just went to see a good friend of hers for some advice. Marina. Hello, Jimmy. Oh, gosh, Marina. You okay? Come on in. Is it... Is it all right? Sure, it's all right. Uh... Does that invitation include me, too, Jim? What? My father, Damien. Father, Damien. Sure, He's a good sure friend of Marina's. Oh. Thank you. Well, good evening, Miss Olsen. Oh, good evening, Father. And Superman. Glad to see you again. Same here, sir. Marina, I want you to meet Superman. How, how do you do? Hello, Marina. Marina, my dear. Yes, Mrs. Olsen? I, I'm very glad you've come back. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Olsen. Well, well, now I have some good news for you, Jim. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, I, uh, 
I spoke to the parents of the boy you, uh, beat some sense into, shall we say? Yes, sir. They, uh, they quite understand the reason for the thrashing you gave him. As a matter of fact, his father wishes he'd done the job himself. In any case, outside of a pair of black eyes and a couple of bruised ribs, the boy's perfectly well. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad of that. And his parents assure me they'll continue the lesson you began. Uh, not quite as physically, perhaps, but as effectively. Well, now, Marina, I think we'd better be getting on home. It's rather late. Of course, Father Damien. Oh, uh, I have a better idea. What, Mom? Well, since today is Thanksgiving and we've got such a big turkey, why doesn't everyone stay and have dinner here with us? Well, well sure, that, that mean well. me also, Mrs. Olson? <laughs> of course, yes. Superman. Fine. How about it, Father Damien? Yes, with pleasure. Marina? Oh, yes, Superman. And... Mrs. Olsen? Yes, Marina. Now I know why Thanksgiving is truly an American holiday. The Adventures of Superman come to you now each Tuesday and Thursday at the same time over many of these ABC stations. again on Tuesday when Superman gets involved in murder and international intrigue in the mystery of the Swiss clock killers. And be sure to watch for the new and exciting Superman adventure serial, The Atoman vs. Superman, soon to be shown at your local moving picture theater. Ask for it. Don't miss it. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and brings you radio's most exciting hero in thrilling stories of action, mystery, and adventure. Music for the program is composed and played by Murray Ross. This is Sidney Paul inviting you to be with us again on Tuesday, same time, for another thrill-packed story in the adventures of Superman. came from New York. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, that was the only uh, surviving version of uh, Superman with Fitzmaurice in the lead. And there's some mixed reviews. Uh, James uh, Lawrence uh, gives him an okay marks. He's no Bud Collier. And that was a challenge initially for Lawrence, but he writes, however, once I listened to the show from beginning to end a couple of times, I realized Fitzmaurice did a fine job as the Man of Steel. He's no collier, but he handled the part well. Michael J. Hayde uh, said that uh, he really wasn't suited to the part in his opinion. He's the author of Flots of Fantasy, and he said that essentially... Fitzmaurice is Clark Kent, and then he's Clark Kent with attitude. Both admit we've only got one episode, and we, and he spends so little time in it as Superman, so I think it's really hard to even make a judgment on him. The story is fairly good. Um, it was definitely stretched to become a Thanksgiving episode. This actually was based on a script that aired on Mutual in February of 1949. And so the Thanksgiving stuff is added in, but you're left to wonder, wait, why did she uh, fix a big turkey if only she and Jimmy were going to be eating? 
I guess they assume that since most of the boys and girls at home would probably be getting baked turkeys, that they wouldn't think too much about that. So maybe I'm overanalyzing. At any rate, that's the last existing episode of the Superman radio show. It would actually continue in production till March of 1951. Uh, one reason that there are so few episodes, or actually just one episode of this entire run out there, is that stations were dropping uh, Superman and, and other kids' programs right and left for uh, less expensive local programming. And so you had less transcription discs that were sent out there in the first place. And ABC shows have got a really spotty record on preservation. So that's all for Superman. We do have a few listener questions to get to. So let's start with a question from Dave. Or I should say more of comments. It's sad to realize you're coming to an end of the Superman radio episodes. I'll certainly miss this show. I've started listening to your Classic Comics podcast, and I'm enjoying that one. It's amazing how close to the TV episode, The Stolen Costume, uh, this one is, and that's in reference to Dead Men Tell No Tales. I can certainly see how they used this script and adapted it for television. It's also interesting to compare this one to the earlier version of this story from the serialized episodes of the radio show. I agree that that using the characters of Candy Myers rather than Batman adds to Superman's predicament. All in all, this was a fine episode, and as usual, I enjoyed your commentary. A live long and prosper, Dave. Thanks so much, and I appreciate you listening, and received emails from Dave off and on for several years. Uh, then we also have a comment from uh, Ellie. Uh, no, Adam, I'm so sad that Superman's in ending, but it'd be much better if you posted all the episodes ever posted, because when I started listening, there were already near a 1,000 episodes. I was not able to listen to about 700 of them, because they were taken off. Did you take them off, or was it just the app? Anyway, I've loved your show for so long and enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks so much for all the shows you host and the wonderful radio plays that can be listened to through you. Um, thanks so much for the email, Ellie, and... Here's, uh, I think, where something had happened that I was not uh, made aware of. TalkShoe had a problem, a, a data server problem, which that I was aware of, uh, where a bunch of episodes were not available, stuff couldn't be uploaded for weeks, and it was a bummer. However, everything went back online, and I thought, everything's fine. But little did I know, I went to start transferring a lot of the radio episodes uh, over to YouTube so we can put them in YouTube playlist as part of the Classy Comics podcast a YouTube channel. And I was planning on doing, you know, two every day that we weren't uploading a Classy Comics episode. But I found episode one was blank and episode two. And so I emailed them and they informed me that all episodes prior to January 2015, they haven't yet recovered and they don't know when or if they'll recover them. And they don't think a lot of the older episodes ever will be recovered, which is very disheartening when you've been recording on there for 10 years. How, and they pointed out, said it looks like you upload them, so you should have backups. And I do, of most episodes. However, when I was going through my old episodes, somehow episodes 6 through 10 of Superman had actually disappeared. So I do not have those episodes. 
Restoring them is going to be a long-term project, and it's going to be something that I get to probably a little bit at a time. If anyone out there has downloaded all of the episodes and you happen to still have them, particularly the 6th to 10th episode, and so that would be starting with Dr. Dahlgren's Atomic Beam Machine and going into fire in uh, Sterling Building Girl Trapped. If you have those episodes, email me, adam at adamsweb.us. Now, failing that, I can re-record them, but I'll be honest, that's not going to be something that's going to happen in the immediate term. Because not only do I have the new podcast that I'm doing, I'm also starting a new series for the amazing world of radio that's running this spring. And when it comes to re-adding episodes onto the podcast feed and re-adding them onto YouTube, that is a long-term project. Uh, TalkShoe's interface for uploading episodes is very slow. It doesn't use FTP or anything, so I have to manually do each one. And it's not a quick and easy process. If I had all the files, it would probably take me working a 40-hour week, a week and a half, just to get um, all the files re-uploaded. And I don't have, you know, 60 hours of extra time to spend. Um, in a week or two, so that's kind of where I'm at on this. So in answer to the question, we're going to do what we can to restore the episodes. I'll probably be uploading one or two episodes back as I can onto iTunes, and I'll start with the more recent episodes that have been lost uh, because of those issues with those early episodes. But it is a complicated process, and I was very disheartened by the way talks you handled it. They posted a notice on their website. And if it's a situation where your server tossed out seven years' worth of episodes, you might want to actually email the person. But I will get on this as soon as I can. I wish I could work uh, quicker at it. You can follow me at Classy Comic Guy on uh on uh, Twitter and I will be and I'll post updates and again if you have episodes 6 through 9 of Superman uh, downloaded from our earliest days uh, I would appreciate having them emailed if not eventually I will re-record them but it is going to be a while till I can get to that so sorry for the downbeat note you know this is our last episode should be celebrating the you know conclusion and uh, dealing with technical difficulties. Um, and I have an email from Dakota says, Hey Adam, congratulations on completing the radio show. I really enjoyed your commentaries. Will you be leaving the podcast up for those of us who want to go back and re-listen? Uh, well, Dakota, um, as explained before, what is available, I will continue to leave available on TalkShoe. I would like to have a full archive of the program loaded up onto archive.org so it wasn't dependent on TalkShoe being there or some issue with their server and there was a backup and also having the episodes fully on YouTube so that uh, people could listen to them that way. Uh, but those are long-term things. Again, follow me at Classy Comics Guy on uh, Twitter. 
and I'll keep everyone updated as to when we have things break with the Superman episodes. And we will be posting uh, eventually at least the early episodes. Uh, go to youtube.classycomicsguy.com. There is someone out there who has episodes six through nine that I may start um, uploading two episodes per day on days where we're not uh, uploading a Classy Comics Guy episode to the YouTube channel. So go to youtube.classycomicsguy.com. All right, well, the technical difficulties aside, it's been a pleasure to bring Superman to you for these past uh, 10 years. I want to thank everyone who's listened. I want to thank those who have guest hosted uh, in the past. Um, it has really been a treat just to see how many uh, origins of uh, key ideas that continue to permeate Superman today started in the radio program. Uh, and so it's been a great pleasure, and I uh, thank everyone so much for listening. That is all for now. We are signing off. Send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate us on iTunes. And uh, check out the Classy Comics Guy podcast at classycomicsguy.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>